you are stuck with me today. And I think Shauna just joined um, a few moments ago. I'm going to bring her on right now. Hello, morning, hello, good morning, hello. Sis. Good morning, everyone. How, How are you doing? How are you? I am doing well. I, I just was... spilled a whole bottle of water on me, so I'm like, I got to change this. I got to change real fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was just um, telling them that you were on the road, and um, I just said they were stuck with me for a while. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're joining in. Um, I know that you have a lot going on today, so... We are going to try to do as much as we can this week, but again, that's the beauty of live radio is the fact that we have lives, they change, and we have to pretty much keep it moving. (laughs) So um, for today, um, a lot's gone on, a lot's transpired in the last 30 minutes for me, so... um, I, like you, will have some things I need to address later on today. But it's week two of our journey of celebration of 10 years of Healing Through Hurt, iTalk Radio Network. Welcome to those of you who are joining us in the call query. Thank you so much for being here, Um, and welcome to you. I see that... Vorpal is over in our show chat room. Good morning to you. Um, Good morning, Bob. Good morning, everyone, wherever you are. I wanted to start off, as we said last week, um, that we would try to continue our conversation a little bit, Shauna, and I know that um, you're on the road, and I want you to keep your eyes on the road. I want you to be safe, so... um, One of the things that we're going to do, because we have two editorials for today, one will be at the beginning of our program and the other will be at the end, which will lead us into next week's program. But for today, um, Shauna, I know that you got it. If you can, you read one of them or would you like for me to do it for this week? Yeah, not while I'm driving. I'm not. It's snowing here. Oh, you are driving. Okay, Okay. so this is what we're going to do this week, people. We do have two pieces, and um, one is from, of course, Allie B. That piece will be read at the end of the program. And uh, today we have Tara J's piece. She is joining us, and she did a piece based on the show that she joined and listened in on last week. And um, I'm going to try to pull that up. I must say that this morning I had major computer issues and the system has been not very respectful. But before we do that, as always, we want to give a shout out to the the countries that have supported us throughout this process and over the years. So shout out to Algeria, Australia, Brazil, Cambodia, Canada, lots of Canada here. I'm reading from our our analytics for today. So we have Chile, China, Denmark, France, Germany, Greece, India, Indonesia, the Ivory Coast again, Jamaica, Japan, Kenya, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Pakistan, the Philippines, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, 
Spain, Sweden, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Turkey, the United Kingdom, lots of United Kingdom here, the United States of America, of course, lots of United States of America on our list. I just had to pull up our list when the show music was playing because we had a lot of problems this morning. But And um, to round it off, Vietnam. So thank you all. Wherever you are, we appreciate all of your love and support over the years. So as I said, we're going to jump right into the program because we have so much to cover today. And Tara J. wrote a piece that was based on Um, what she got out of the program last week. And her piece is titled Beyond the Quote. The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. That's a quote by William James. She goes on to write, human beings are unique. The human brain is very complex and powerful, sometimes even rather complicated. However, within that complexity is the ability for us as humans to take control of our lives by changing the way they think. As a behavioral health counselor and facilitator of cognitive and substance abuse programs, I am constantly teaching the population I work with that the outcome of their lives rests in their attitudes. An attitude is simply a justification for our thoughts, feelings, and actions. It is what we tell ourselves to make us all right with the choices we make. Whether we feed ourselves positive or negative attitudes are a statement to where we stand morally. Either way, there are consequences, cognitive dissonance, is what keeps one stagnant or stuck at that fork in the road. One can't have the expectation of living their purpose-driven lives while behaving in manners that make you further off the path that leads to your purpose. The question we should ask ourselves is, am I okay with these consequences, and can I live with the results of my actions? If the answer is no, one should really reevaluate and make some adjustments adjustments to those attitudes driving the actions. If you are able to adjust the driving force being the attitude, you have the power to adjust the path you travel, the path you travel in life. As humans, we ultimately make the choice of whether we will live our truths or lead a life of deception. Are you, are you walking in your truth or living a life of deception? One's life will remain in shambles until the individual chooses to be honest with him or herself, no matter how ugly the picture may get. Would you rather paint a flawless picture that's full of deception and manipulation, or would you rather paint an abstractly flawed picture that can be touched up along your path of honesty and authenticity. And you know, Shauna, I always share the fact that in life, um, we never know what's going to come our way. 
When I end, I say I pray people enough strength to face whatever's knocking at their door coming their way at any given moment. And once again this morning, um, I discovered that someone had written something that was directed towards me, and uh, it kind of cut through me like a knife because I'm really getting tired of having to fight people who I should love in this world who continually hurt me and those who continually buy into it. So today for all of the listeners, I'm feeling some kind of way, and at some point today I have to decide what I'm going to do with this individual because it's getting out of hand now, and um, this is this point when you get really vulnerable and you you become transparent. So you all know that as you are fighting, whoever's within the sound of our voices of fighting, we as your teachers, as your leaders, we're fighting our battles too. And today is just one of those days for me. If you want to join in our conversation, of course, please press the number one on your phone. And um, I'll bring you on air. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back and read the post that someone did and how many people are jumping on this bandwagon. But over in the show chat room, we already have discussions jumping off. Hello to Brother Gene. I see he's here. Um, Good morning and God bless, Vorpal writes. Um, Saturday. I just had Golden Corral feeling mighty fat and sassy. <laughs> 31 degrees and light snowfall in Indiana at 9.08 a.m. Wow. Um, um, thanks just like Archie Bunker and George Jefferson. I am shallow. Give me the perfect illusion. God is testing you. Thank you, Vorpal. I believe that God is truly testing me, and I believe that today Tara J is joining us online and on the phone, and she just pressed one on her phone, so I'm going to bring her on right now. Um, For those of you who do not know, Tara J is my daughter-in-law. If you've heard the story before, she's no longer married to my son. She is married to a great young man who um, is my son, my second son, and um, I couldn't have asked for a better person to replace my son in this, so good morning. I call her Dill for daughter-in-law, and she calls me Mill for mother-in-law, so you may hear that a lot. So welcome to the program. You are live this morning, Um, and Vorpal writes, do the moral thing no matter if if it hurts. Aren't you lucky? You win this, and you get into heaven. And you know what, Vorpal, I wrote that just this morning because I said no matter what, the truth is inevitable and God knows the truth. So when I close my eyes, I'm going to rest easy. And all the nasty, hurtful things that these people do, trust me, it's going to come back to them uh, in the end. It always does. And picking up where we left off last week, We were talking about speaking our truths, and um, 
Vorpal writes, my silver lining is all bling. I like that. Thank you so much. Welcome to Sheba B. I see she's jumped on as well. Um, Of course, Shauna, you can jump in with this. And um, Tara J., if you're there, good morning, Dill. Good morning, Mel. How are you today? Well, how are you, ladies? I'm fine. Well, (laughs) I'm going through something, but yeah. Good morning. Good morning. So today, ladies, we're going to pick up where we left off about speaking our truths and um, dealing with those who tend to speak their truths all around us, about us, behind our backs or whatever, but they never really speak to us. A lot of times it's sad when we have to hear what someone thinks or someone says or someone does when these people never talk to us directly, but they have a lot to say about us in our absence. So I'm going to just start with you, um, Shauna. What what are your takes on that? Because today I'm going to be more of a listener than a speaker because um, it's just one of those days. And, well, you know, you know first let just me say happen. we are so sorry. See, let me say we're, you know, we're sorry that you are experiencing this pain yet again from these people. Um, you know, so my heart goes with you, prayers and strength be with you, my sister. Um, but as they all have, this too shall pass, right? So I'm gonna hope so. Oh, it's it's gonna pass, and we gonna get you through it. And we, as your listeners and your family, we are here for you um, to help you, you know, get through this. Okay? Don't you be over there being superwoman and being super strong. Because we strong women who tend to be there for everybody, we tend to not reach out for, you know, the help that we also may need or just an ear to listen to us, okay? And that was in my mother's voice, just in case you didn't pick up on that. (laughs) 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 My respectful mama voice. Um, You know, let me me start that. And I'm, a, I'm sorry, y'all, my sinuses are like on a thousand, so I'm going to be clearing my throat and coughing and sniffing. I'm sorry. It is what it is. But um, so my, this part, this, this topic has been part of my life growing up. I, I've had, I grew up in a, a, pretty, a pretty close-knit community. And for some reason on the street, we were in um, an apartment development and so we had our townhouses, and then you had one side of the street, the other side of the street, and they were all communities within the community. And I tend to found, I found myself on the ends um, of people's topics often. I didn't understand why. I still don't know why. I don't really care. But they were, there were people that I thought were friends, and I honestly – Probably, I honestly allowed it to affect me more than I should have. It affected me in ways where it shaped some of some of my behaviors as a teenager, a young teenager. Um, it shaped how I saw myself to a certain degree. 
And as I grew older, I'm reminded I ran into one particular young lady as an adult, maybe not even five years ago. And when I saw her, and she was still kind of the same, you know, ready to, ready to say, hey, nice to see you. I ain't seen you in so many years. And started in about other folks. <laughs> and I had to stop her. And I said, you know, this is how things hurt me. I can't participate in this. People are going to always have an opinion. People are going to always be crap starters and have something to say. Some people, their life mission is to take us down in their, you know, in their mind, the way they see we need to be brought to our knees. And to those people, I say, I'm still standing. I learned that I have so much power and so much within me. I can't predict or say why you chose or who chose to hurt you and who chose to hurt me, target me, except that they're, they must be bored or they just see that I'm just like this awesomely amazing person. <laughs> and they wanted some of, they wanted some of my, my juice. That's all, you know, that's how I'll put it. Um, it's, it's, it's a shame that people waste so much energy and time to hurt others when indeed you're hurt. You're just so messed up yourself. And now you're trying to get me and pull me into it and make me angry and bitter. I did not like that I allowed people in my childhood to affect me, and I didn't realize how much they affected me until, you know, adulthood, but they did. But again, I say I'm still standing. How do we stop allowing ourselves to go down the downward spiral when other people are targeting us? How do we stay strong when we are sick and tired and don't know how much fight we have left in us? What Your daughter-in-law's Tarjay, is that it? Is that how, am I saying it correctly? Tar. Tara. Tara. Sorry, Tara. Yes. That's all right. Tara. That's all right. <laughs> Tara, so at, let me ask you a question. Think of a life mm-hmm. experience. For, you know, pick any. You don't have to share. But tell us. Maybe a brief how, you know, what you dealt with and how it affected you and helped you become the person that you are today. Um, well, going back to my childhood, um, you know, I have no shame in being honest with my childhood and how I evolved. And as a child, um, I would say up until about the age of eight, I was bullied a lot. And I kind of was like a, a doormat and a pushover. I cared what people thought, what people said. And then my dad did the strangest thing. Um, my dad made me fight at one point when these same individuals in my neighborhood were picking on me. He locked the door and he told me, I'm tired of you coming in crying about what these girls are doing to you. You're going to fight. And I, at the moment, I'm like, wait a minute. My dad is my protector. He never lets anything happen to me. So why is he doing this? And I didn't understand the purpose. So I fought, and, you know, it wasn't my best fight, but I kind of, you know, wiggled my way out of it. And then he took me to um, 
some self-defense classes, which I didn't really want to do because I wasn't, I was, you know, I wanted to be the, I was the type of person that wanted to be, I wanted everybody to love me. I cared what people thought. So um, I didn't, I didn't want to be a fighter. That wasn't, that wasn't me. And then what I learned in that, in my later years, it wasn't about the actual fighting itself, but it was the message that my father was sending to me. Um, If you continue to let people run you over, everything you have will always be taken from you. So at some point, that became a part of my being. And I started standing up for myself, and I got to a point where I didn't have to stand up. And I'm not just talking about, you know, fighting, but, I mean, developing a demeanor where, you know, you're, you're, you're friendly, but you're friendly to a soul salt, or not letting people push you around, things like that. So I did that, and after a while it just became part of who I am. And I've taken that into my adult years, which is where I am now, and a lot of, you know, people – that I'm around on a daily basis, on a daily basis, have a lot of issues and drama that I don't have to deal with simply because I don't care what people think anymore. What people have to say about me behind my back is not relevant. It is, but it's not. I won't say I won't sit here and say it's not relevant, but not relevant to a point where I'm going to lose any sleep. So that's kind of how I've evolved, where that goes. And then when it comes to people, you know, when they when they do say things. It happens a lot. It still happens to this day. I won't say a lot, but it happens to certain individuals in my life, whether it be past, mostly past, and, uh, you know, maybe a couple of present. And, you know, it's just, to me, I just, it bothers me, but it doesn't. Because when people are in denial and when people are painting a picture for themselves and they're not honest with themselves, it speaks volumes to who they are, not who you are. When they're deflecting how they feel about themselves or how they want the world or their friends or their circle to perceive them, that speaks about who they are, not who I am. And once I realize that, you know, sometimes it may get me down for a moment or two, but I pick up and I keep right on moving because I sleep well at night knowing that I do right by individuals. I sleep well at night don't knowing that I don't try to harm people. I try to do things the right way. And as long as I'm doing things the way that I need to do and the way God wants me to live my life, I'm perfectly fine with that. And let me um that go ahead. I I it's so many comments over in the show chat room today. I have to catch up on them before we <laughs> lose pace today. Um and I want to thank you all for being here because you all are giving me the courage that I need and the um, motivation and inspiration. Because right here, to be honest, I keep putting the phone on mute because I keep crying. That's what we're for. We're here for you, sis. We are here for you. And listeners, this is just like a perfect example that we support one another and we support you. Life is real, and life, we can smile a lot, and we can fuss and all that, but sometimes life, it, it gets, it, we get tired. We get tired of fighting the same fight, mm-hmm. and it's okay to show emotion. I know you are. I know you are tired. And all of a sudden, you know, most times 
I don't even see posts from this individual. And trust me, I'm going to name names by the end of this show. But for whatever reason today, I guess right after we were texting back and forth, his post showed up in my feed. And I'm like, you know what, this needs to stop across the board. I'm just tired. Uh-huh. But we're going to keep the show moving because over in our show chat room, where are we? Um, let well, me here, find out where we picked up. While you're your place, sis, look, sis, while you're finding your place, I just, a call came in. My client who I was meeting with just called and said, hey, got to cancel. <laughs> So that's just God telling me to turn on back around, which I'm doing right now, and come and and give you my undivided attention and support. So we just gonna say thank you, thank you, thank you, because I really didn't want to drive that far anyway. I'm telling you all once again, if you all don't believe, we always talk about the fact that this show is not scripted. And every single time, God will step in, and God will make yes. things right. They're supposed to yes. be. Yes. Things happen the way they're supposed to happen, when they're supposed to happen, how they're supposed to happen, whether we understand it at the moment or not. Things happen mm-hmm. for a reason. I'm a firm believer in divine timing. And, you know, yes. right now may be a moment where you're really going through it. You really may be feeling it. You may be super emotional, but it's happening because it's a process, and he won't put you through anything you can't make it through. And you know I'm going to love on you. So we got this. I want to thank you all once again. God is just speaking to me, and he's saying, dry those tears. And I'm like, I'm going to get my act together, trust me. Because now when I'm done, I'm going to put on my arm and shield, and I'm about to go to war with some people that need to be put back in their place. But um, or uh, let me see. <laughs> or a jar. Yep. <laughs> Vorpal here. And, yep. and if you never believe, uh, each and every one of you, if you never believe this was not planned, it happened this way, in divine timing, all by itself, and like Borpal from Indiana writes, oh, excuse me, um, I failed more of God's tests than ones I passed. Wish God was testing me again so I could earn some extra um, good grace. Borpal um, goes on to write, Dear God, thank you for another day in creation. Thank you for the opportunity to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Please give give her a little help on her test. Amen. Thank you, Vorpal. Jean writes, a lot of times I don't think those energy vampires realize that they are negative and trying to drag you down. They're just miserable with life, and they want to pull you into their world. They call it venting, but it's actually... But actually, they are attempting to pull you down to their level where they feel comfortable to reside. <laughs> He's laughing his butt off. He said, not Target, Target. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I was trying not to let him I'll say Target. Okay, Jean. <laughs> okay, Jean. <laughs> she just called her Target. <laughs> no, she's here. I'm trying, Okay. <laughs> I was like, that didn't oh. make my moment. I was like, wait, Sorry, oh my Lord, me. 
She forgives. She knows these old it's ears. Right. She hear all kind of things that ain't being said. It's all right. Vorpal writes, sour the milk. They feed uh, um, off. And I think C just went away for a quick second, so y'all know how we do it. We continue on the discussion. Let me see. I just pulled this up. I'm trying to see where she last left off on the readings. Um, I know Jean was last. I did okay. want to say something in response to Go Jean ahead. while we wait on her to return. Um, the last quote I, you read um, from him? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you read that one more time? Um, yes, it says a lot of times I don't think these energy vampires realize that they are negative and trying to drag you down. They are just miserable with life, and they want to pull you into their world. They call it venting, but in actuality, they are attempting to pull you down to their level where they feel comfortable to reside. Okay, yes. so let me unpack this. Okay, let's unpack this. Mm-hmm. Them being miserable and, you know, trying to bring you down to a level where they are currently, I agree with that. I don't know if I would say I agree. They don't know that their what their effect is on you. I don't think they um, – I think they're well aware of what they're doing. I think they're well aware. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that they, you know, and a lot of the times they try to use that, you know, ignorance card or I was just going through something or I'm just venting. It doesn't matter. A lot of the times when, um, you know, people are going through things, what you say, what comes up doesn't have to come out. A lot of times things don't even need to be shared. It's not even necessary. And that's part of what we have to work on as humans, myself included. Sometimes what I have to say or what I may want to say may be burning me up, eating me right on up on the inside, but I don't always have to say it. Everybody doesn't have to be aware of what's going on in my life. I don't get validation from people feeling what's going on in my life. I don't get validation from playing the victim role. And, you know, a lot of people, that's where they are. They're at a place where it's the constant state of everybody feels sorry for me. Everybody, woe was me, and I don't. I don't agree with. I, I I don't agree with that, and I think that people who do that, or especially habitual people, people who habitually do that, they're well aware of what they're doing. They're well aware of what they're doing. I agree. Okay. I, yeah, I agree. So let's go back to um, where Steve was um, reading before we dropped off, and then we're going to dive back deeper into. Um, the comments that her just shared, as well as what Jean um, posted. I believe you stopped at Sheba. Having haters is a sign that you're doing something that's, that's right. Oh, I'm not reading that right. <laughs> no, <laughs> go back. Go back. That, go back to, to Vor, 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 um, uh, Vorpal. I just say Vorpal. Vorpal. Vorpal from Indiana. Vorpal, thank you. He said, <laughs> Vorpal says, sour the milk. They feed off the negative energy they draw out of you. Instead, be positive. They won't like that, and they will go away. And then Sheba says, having haters is a sign that you're doing something right they, that they aren't able to achieve. Hmm. She, um, Vopor said, having groupies is another way. And then Jean, me too, Tara, cared a lot about what people thought about me as a child, too. And sadly, the people I cared the most about, my quote-unquote friends, 
were the ones who treated mm-hmm. who treated I'm thinking said me as if they didn't realize my value in their lives. As I got older, I began to change, and they couldn't handle it, and I had I had to let them go. Sadly for them, they had to realize my value through my absence. That's all. I like that. And then Vorpal mm-hmm. says, swings swings across the chat room on a certain <laughs> <and> fine. <laughs> and Jean says, although you don't want to address Cassie, see, you have to address it to release it. Yes, yes, the power of release. And we talked about um, how those tears are releasing mechanisms. We talked about that a few weeks ago if you joined us that week. Um, Vorpal goes back and says, chat room. It's just like children and their TV game. If you allow it to get, if you allow it to get overly emotional, it's time to turn it off and take a nap. <laughs> well, again, if he was, uh, if Warper was here last week, he understood and take him. I enjoy my naps, and that helps me disconnect. Manipulators surely know how to manipulate your emotions, but realizing that they, in caps, do not matter, will take away their power. Cassie, as Jean just wrote. And Vorpal says, God's army, reporting for duty, sir. Um, Sheba jumped in and says, see, Maria, please don't let anyone take your shine. You are a diamond precious. And Vorpal says, the Cliff Clavin of BTR, whatever that is, I am not up on acronyms. Log Talk Um, Radio. Thank you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me, and it'll spoil your show. And then Jean jumps in. Okay, Jean, enough of you. <laughs> With that, Tarjay. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> then Jean said, I agree with that. There are people who live in the woe is me world and want others to live with them. I know a couple people who live there, and I had to turn my phone off so I wouldn't be so drained. And then we had a, a someone join us, uh, Pata. P-A-T-A, that that is not always true. Gail King has plenty of haters today, and rightfully so. Sometimes the haters are justified. That was a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, See, before we jump in, did you want to say anything? I know you're listening, but I don't want to keep moving through the chat and dissecting. Oh, no. I was going to let you catch up to what was going on, and... um... We, as someone had mentioned, Gail King um, has plenty of haters today, and rightfully so. And like I said um, earlier, we were talking about last week. We started off with Kobe's death and all of that, and um, it grew into speaking our truths and living our best lives and all of that. And and thank you for that, Vorpal. Welcome, Pata. Um, Pata is a new screen name. If you want to tell us where you're from, that would be great because we actually um, had started. We were going to talk about the Gail King uh, crisis going on right now because my personal take, because a lot of listeners wanted to know our opinion of that, my personal take is this because people are all over the place with this, but me as a journalist, as someone who comes from media and, and me who's in the legal realm, My thing was she didn't leave well enough alone. Of course, people are going to bring up that incident. We know this. But with Gail and what she and Lady O tend to do on many occasions are they tend to um, defend some people while trying to tear down others. 
and there's a distinct line between the people who they protect and those who they try to tear down. Uh, mm-hmm. If you compare to what she did with R. Kelly, she sat there and let him rant and raid like an absolute idiot when the evidence against him is paramount. But in the same breath, what she did with the interview with Lisa Leslie was she was trying to bait her into saying something that would make the dirt for the man who's no longer with us something that's back to the forefront, which is wrong even in law. If the defendant dies, that usually ends that particular journey of the case. That case right. happened back in 2003 and four. But what Gail did was when she got a response, it was like, well, I don't want you to really say it that way. And one of the parts that got to me was when she said, yes, I've been up. Lisa said, I've been out and I do have some NBA friends who are like the dogs on the hunt. This is my paraphrasing, but um, Kobe was not one of them. And then she said, but see, you can say that because you're his friend. And I'm like, so that, I was like, wait, what are you saying exactly? Because she's his friend, she's going to lie for him? And I was like, nah, Gail. And I remember sitting here saying, nah, Gail, you're, you're off base with that one. And for Oprah to come on and say, oh, she can't sleep. Well, you don't need to sleep. You need to stay awake and think about what you said and how you said it and why you did it that way. Don't get mad with your network. Don't get mad with anyone else. You said it. And she had to have known what she was doing when she did it. And if she didn't, then maybe she does need to be released from her contract because she doesn't know her job well enough to be on air because when you make these types of mistakes this is what happens so yes i get it i i do um it's uh she she did to me she was trying to lead uh lisa to say things that lisa was not going to say and she wouldn't let up on it that is what in my opinion got gail in trouble mm-hmm. and see with that i i agree completely First of all, I want to commend Lisa Leslie. I know I've always loved her for from a child, but she handled that in the most classy way possible. And what she said spoke volumes. You had plenty of time to ask him those questions themselves while he was alive. Why would we bring this up now when we're talking about his legacy? Why would we bring this up when the man is no longer here to defend himself? Why are we bringing this up now when you've had all these years to conduct an interview with this individual himself. We all love Kobe. I love Kobe. He's on my top five of basketball players, but as an individual, a human being, I think not only was he a great player, but he was a great individual. That is his legacy, what he's doing for the WNBA and trying to get women athletes and all those out there to the forefront. That is his legacy. What he was doing for children and the youth and trying to, you know, put into and invest in their uh, sportsmanship, that is his legacy. How great he was and how many records he broke, that was his legacy. What happened between him and that young lady back in 2003, that is not his legacy. That should not be his legacy because, for one, and it's a matter of opinion, he was never charged with that crime. She wouldn't testify. Her own friends were going to testify against her in a way that was not going to be befitting in her life. So that says a lot right there. 
Was he wrong for stepping out on his wife? Absolutely. But are we the judge or the jury for that? No, we're not. Vanessa Bryant held him down until the end. That was her choice. So that should not be his legacy. That's what that's what Gail should have been talking about. She should have been talking about everything that Kobe has left behind for somebody to pick up. Now, so hopefully, somebody goes behind him and picks up. You know, takes the takes on this task of trying to get women athletes out to the forefront, trying to fight for equal pay for these female athletes, trying to make sure these um the youth has the sportsmanship they should have. That's what Gail should have been conducting that interview about with Lisa Leslie. Well, you know, I think that over time people are become so careless with their words and so cold and have no empathy um, for people. For Gail to <clears throat> jump on whatever train she felt she was on um, and in hope for a good outcome. Look, she's in she's on she's in media. She I think she um, said something like, "Oh, they just took a clip, a, a, a little bit of what I said, and threw it out there." But it was an entire interview that, you know, that you aren't aware of. But this is the thing. You, she's been in media how long? You know, right. she, she too knows long. how this works. Right. Too, too long, long to, to make that, that rookie mistake. They're not mistake. going to take a piece of your, you know, your words and flash it to throw a twist because they're looking for ratings too. Right. And so she, A, should have just known better. She's been riding next to her, her friend too long to know. That this you just there's certain things you just don't touch, and it's just it's called just common sense, you know. Like if we can yeah. all just exercise common sense, but it it also showed us so much of how journalism communication it just needs to be revamped. Everybody's mm-hmm. chasing a story. Everybody wants to be the first person to talk about it, and they want to be the one that they want to be relevant. They want to go viral, but they're not reporting things of substance, right. <laughs> things that's going to be supportive and encouraging. You know, yes, there's going to be some things that happen in the world that we have to talk about, yes. But as a journalist, you get to you get to write those words and present it to the world, your listeners. And they've just gotten too careless with their words. And sometimes these careless words, it speaks their truth and it bites them in the butt, as it did mm-hmm. in this case. Just like yes. with um, the backlash TMZ got from the sheriff's department in L.A. That was complete. I mean, they have a job to do. TMZ has a job to do. And how did I find about I find out about Kobe Bryant's death? Well, first of all, a cousin notified me, but then when I went to Google it, I didn't see anything. But then I saw it on TMZ, and that's when my heart dropped because I'm like, TMZ is usually right. So... You know, that's how I found out about it. But at the time, I had no idea that his family found out about his death the same way. And just piggybacking off of what you said about people wanting to be first to report. First of all, they were first to report it. The next of kin had not even been notified. And you just have to take yourselves out of the journalistic shoe for one minute and say, how would I feel if I lost not only a husband, but a husband and a daughter, or for that family who lost a husband, well, a father, and or a mother and a sister, and then you have the wife who was lost, and you have the other family who lost a wife and a sister, whatever you have going on, how would you feel if you found out about the loss of your family member 
on social media or on, you know, TMZ, how would one feel if that were them? People don't think about how insensitive they can be while they're trying to be in their truth. They're trying to also, you know, I want to be the first one to get this story out. And then when the story first came out, there were four people on the plane. Then there were, you know, later we found out there was nine individuals who lost their lives. Then we, at one point we heard Rick Fox was on the plane, and I watched Rick Fox speak on TNT, uh, TNT about how shattering that was for his family when they couldn't get a hold of him, and they had heard on the news that he was also on the plane. Can you imagine being living and your family members are crying and you're, you know, calling you and trying to figure out what's going on and you're, you're, you have no idea that the media has reported that you're dead? So, you know, you then you've got that. And then you've got, at one point, they said his entire family was on board. Where are the facts in these situations? And this is coming from people who are not, none of these people are new to this. Gail King is not new to this. TMZ is not new to this. So at what point do we lose the ethnicity, the, the ethics of journalism? At what point does that become important again instead of being the first to report? The first to report or the person who gives the most um, outrageous, uh, make the most you outrageous, um, um, you know, news flash. Because if you mm-hmm. say the whole family died, people are going to flock to you and you're going to get those ratings up for that second. And are ratings more important than human dignity? That's a question for journalists and media nowadays. Because yes. we know, especially in this country, that everything is all upside down right about now. And you have the fake news. You have the people who are trying to present the real news, but they're being attacked by the people who don't want the mm-hmm. real news to get out there, the people who mm-hmm. want to be first. And it's becoming more of a me-first country. And we have to go back over here to the show chat room because, once again, the conversations are taking over there. So Gene writes, of course, Gail King would try to take down a legend after his passing. Oprah did the same thing with Michael Jackson, bringing mm-hmm. up crap that was laid to rest in a lawsuit where he was vindicated. But the money is in the scandal. Tata writes, mm-hmm. Gail also called the young lady in the case a victim. Legally, there is no evidence that she was a victim because there was no trial, therefore no conviction. Jean writes, so why would Gail be be different from her bestie? I don't want to hear crap from either until they are ready to take the big time white guys like Harvey Weinstein and other white legends um, and other white legends. Please, we talk about R. Kelly, and he belongs in the jail with under um with underage girls, but they don't speak about Elvis when he met Lisa Marie at 14 years old. Right. We're going, right. We're going deeply now. Um, right. Corporal, I assume Kobe was a great man. I'm from a different generation. My heroes were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Julius Irving. Vorpal writes, last night, actor-comedian Orson Bean, age 91, was struck and killed by a car. Um, Vorpal continues to say, there are laws against releasing a victim's name before notifying the family. Go ask the cops why they aren't making arrests. 
Good question. Um, oh. Pat, the not careless words, intentional. The white feminist journalist came out the day of his death talking about yes, this did. case. Mm-hmm. Then the mm-hmm. news voices of black media came at them, and one was suspended. So to keep the racist tag off of them, MSM, um, they called up their black layers to do the job. Their black lack- lackeys, I'm sorry, to do the job. And, and so, we, and, I mean, you know, there's. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, there's just so we that so much was just said, and you know, maybe the right word, Pat, it would have been reckless versus careless. Reckless would be a better word. So, so thank you for pointing that out. Um, this is the thing, you know. We have like the world on standby. Ready to take us down with any move we make, any move that they deem is a mistake, any wrongdoing that we do. You have all these people ready, just ready and waiting for the opportunity to take us down, right? And Gail is in a great position as so many other people. Oprah, when she, like Jean said, you know, she did the same thing to Michael Jackson. You know, people are in positions to make such an impact for the good of this world, the betterment of this world. And they get whatever happens to them in their head. I can speculate because I've never been in that position. But they allow something to get to them where they feel they have to stoop down and play these nasty games with other people's lives. Not once, like they were saying, um, we were saying how, you know, TMZ, and that's how I found out. I got up in the morning and, you know, opened up my um, phone and it was breaking news from TMZ on my phone. That's how I found out. And when I started Googling it, like, here, I'm like, okay, there's nobody else saying that. that is it true? The thing is, like, they're out here reporting it so quickly, and people saying, you know, this, like you said, the other, it was reported at once that, you know, his whole family was on board, not even knowing that they had already made a pact between themselves that, that both parents would never be on a helicopter together. We are not... We don't care. This society, the, the media, some, not all, they don't care about the truth. They care about the ratings, which will give them more money in their pockets. Sometimes people with the biggest voices have nothing to say. And they create drama and they create things so that they can feel important, be relevant. And they're hurting people along the way. Gene pointed out, you know, we nobody talked about Elvis, you know, when he met Lisa Maria, 14 years old. A lot of the listeners never even heard of that or never even thought of that. And there's countless others that we can go on and on about. There's so many double standards in the world with journalism, with just amongst race, and we have to be better as people we got to quit feeding into this garbage that the media is throwing out there. And we got to start just using, as you always say, C. Maria, we got to start using our common sense, people. Yep. Just put yourself in somebody's shoes for two seconds. You know, before you open up your mouth and allow evilness to spew out, just stop for a second. What if this, what I'm about to say, is being said about your mother, your brother, your sister, your child? 
How would that make you feel? Mm-hmm. We got to stop being reckless across the board. There was somebody, and I don't know, did any either one of you see, um, it was a clip. I don't remember if it was, I'm sure it was floating on Instagram and Facebook and um, online. There was a um, black female journalist, I'm assuming, who responded to that first, the one that Pat had pointed out, um, that talked about the, fem- the feminist journalist that came out that same day. She responded to her. And she said what we are all saying, like, we have to be better. We have to be more mindful. We have to report facts. And pretty much Mm -hmm. to keep your mouth shut until you're prepared to do so. Yes. Yes, that was a passionate response. It was, Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Do you remember who that was by chance? I don't. I can look it up okay. while you all continue the conversation. Let me see if I can find her. And if you all can look at that, I'll try to put up a link for it if I find it. But she was very passionate about her response to how mm-hmm. that um, journalist um, had brought up that institute. Because that was the woman who, she wasn't suspended because of what she wrote about Kobe. She was suspended because she wrote, she posted the names of the people who were calling her out on her mess. That's what mm-hmm. got her suspended. Otherwise, she would have still been on a job, by the way. Um, one moment uh, over here in the, the show chat room, uh, Vorpal writes, fake media. Um, the singer who did Great Balls of Fire married a child, too. So, again, it's been going on through history. And this country has shown us that there is a double standard across the board of who can get away with what and what's um, acceptable and what's not. And no matter how hard we as minorities work, we're still going to be chastised and held to a different standard as the point of our non-minority counterparts. To the point of the, you know, to the point of the non-minority counterparts, um, Vorpal writes: Obama mistreated the Republicans. Now Trump mistreats the Democrats. See how that works. An eye for an eye leaves us all blind. When are we going to learn our lesson? I think that that's a conversation for another day because I'm not too sure what you mean by Obama mistreated the Republicans when the day that he got. Uh, elected the first time, it was Mitch McConnell who got on television and said they were determined to make him a one-term president. No matter what he put up, they broke down. So that's a conversation, I think, Vorpal, for another show and conversation. And believe you me, we leave no stone unturned. But what's going on now is something different. Um, What we have in the government now, they are definitely – by design, promoting the hatred and the uh, separation in this country. They are definitely doing this in a most heinous way. They are emboldening people who have been held at bay, and now people believe that they can go out here. You have people out here talking about they're looking for their first fresh kill, their first fresh this, and they feel as though they can get away with harming someone like me or some of the listeners because of the color of our skin, or simply because of that. We're here having a respectful conversation. I'm pretty sure that we're from all 
ethnicities, all social economic groups right about now. But this country is determined right now to separate us and to take away from one group. And so many people are buying into it, both black and white, Indian, Asian, and others. This is what they are doing here. And one group who's being discriminated against because they're not this group, they think that they're better, and they have caused the great divide in this country. That's the one thing that I love about when we come together Saturday mornings, and I was telling you, Shauna, earlier when you asked how long is the thing, it could go from 15 minutes to if the conversation turns like this, it's going to go out for the whole two hours. We have less than an hour left in the program, but we're still going strong. And that's the beauty of what these programs do. I never come in here expecting anything. I learned a long time ago because I'd say, I'm going to have a half an hour show. And I'd set the show up for a half an hour, and then it would cut off. So now I just put it out for the full two hours in case it turns into what we have here today. And Again, the chat room is still going strong. Um, let's see where we, Pata writes, that's why programs like this are so important. Thank you for that. The new responsible voices of black media are growing in strength and numbers worldwide. This program should be streamed on YouTube and other mediums. We're not the same um, uninformed black people they are accustomed to. This is a new day. And Pata, one thing about our program is that, as I just said, we all come together. We're from different social economic groups, different ethnicities, but we come together and on this program, you're right, we show we should be on everything, ladies. What do you think about that? Because we are showing people that we can come together. We can have respectful discussions. We can agree to disagree and still keep it moving. That's something we need to think about. Thank you for that, Pat. Ladies, it might be time, maybe divine timing, and the message is for us to increase who we are and what we're doing. Um, well, we are trying to heal the world, so. <laughs> yes. Vorpal uh, <laughs> writes, division. Hate, yeah. um, hate creates their power, and yes, that's what they're doing. They're using the hate to create their power. Republicans versus Democrats, bl blacks versus white, men versus women, Christians versus non-Christians. As long as we fight each other, they win. And Vorpal writes, throw it off. Thank you so much for that again. Yeah. As we see... We are coming together. We are going to make this, and I hope you all come back every week and pass this show along because we may be the change agents that this world needs. That is what this is about. And I hope if anybody ever had any doubt of why we've been here for 10 years and still going strong, shows like this are exactly why we are here. It's exactly why we are here. And I want to thank you all for doing that, for being here today, and for joining in. Welcome to the Cosmic Doc. Um, Cosmic Doc was here left. Um, if they come back and listen to the replay, I wanted to say that earlier. Thank you for joining us, jumping in the show chat room. For all of you over in our call query, if you want to join in this discussion, all you have to do is press the number one on your phone. 
And for those of you who are in the chat room, if you want to join us live on air, the number is 646-478-4726, Come on board, press the number one on your phone, and I'll bring you on our live conversation as well as the text in our show chat room. You are welcome to join us either way that you like. So, and I think um, some of the wow. stuff that we just talked about, see, you know, some of the points, especially that Warple pointed out, you know, and it, it really just even ties back to where we started, you know, not to move from Gail King, and we can always stay on her all day if you want, but the comment that, you know, the hate, the hatred comment, you know, it, it fuels their power, at least they think. Um, you know, people, whoever, the persons that, you know, harmed you and they have, you know, they've targeted you. We talked about, Tara and I talked about, you know, people from, you know, our past growing up, um, how they, you know, they, it's all about division. Think about it. When you're on a playground as a child, you know, and you have to pick teams to play kickball or whatever games that you played in your, you know, your childhood, it becomes, okay, I'm going to pick the person, that person, that person. Oh, I know that they're best friends, but I'm going to pick this one on my team because I want to win. Division starts, it, that seed is planted at such a young age. And then it grows, and now it becomes, okay, well, let me turn this person against that person. Let me spread this rumor, you know, to see how fast I can get this person to crumble to their knees. Everybody wants to win. I was on the phone with a close girlfriend uh, recently, and she and I were talking about something and, you know, just kind of throwing ideas back and forth. And I, she asked for my opinion, and I shared it with her. And her response was, but if I think that way, say that that person wins. It's not about a win all the time, people. Mm-hmm. Just be human. Just be human sometimes. When we are so focused on not losing, coming on top, being the victor, we lose sight of who we are as individuals. Our character goes to the wayside. Our value systems get thrown out the window. All in the name of a, a win. Is it that serious? That you would throw out who you are? Just to get a gold star? The fake gold to begin with? I think All that America... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I think that this no, country, uh, I, I do believe um, that what they are showing in this country is that it's a me first country and it's becoming a fight to win, you know, a fight to win. Um, Vorpal writes, she's right. It all starts with the gym coach. I'm sorry, that good cracked me it. up. <laughs> <laughs> good way to that put it. Totally like, that totally cracked me up because I remember Jim. <laughs> I remember, remember those days in Jim. <laughs> that That's is a good so, way to put it. <laughs> it is. It is. Those dang on gym coaches, and we even got fussed to quit calling them gym. It's called physical education. But <laughs> it started in gym. Lots of people, their, bull, their life of bullying started in gym. Mm-hmm. And we're taught to win. 
were taught to suck. If you're the one who was uh, getting bullied on or, you know, you were taught to suck it up, to silence your voice and take it. I like that. Thank you for putting it that way. <laughs> Ooh, I, I had flashbacks, Jim, in those god-awful uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I was like, okay. Yeah, and, the, and I another that thing. Laugh. Thank you, Warpal. Uh, going back to Pata, um, now I just lost my train of thought, but coming back to what you were saying about Jim and all of that with Pata, not only are we coming together as a group of people, we're, our ages are all over the place. We have people who are older, um, people who could be as old as 90, coming back down to in their 20s and 30s. We're all here together communicating. And that, um, um, Pata writes, it has been proven that video massively increases listenership. Video is the key because it creates a deeper connection with your audience. This show is a gold mine. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. We need to talk because oh, I'm loving so what you're saying. You. Thank you. I'm like I'm trying to hit mute, unmute myself. We really appreciate those kind words. Yes, we do. And it would be a riot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I do have a channel, and we can go mm-hmm. live and take it live on YouTube. We can do that as well. But then I well. won't be able to um, do my dishes and my laundry while we're talking. No. <laughs> but you know what? We let's let's just it. put it we'll like we've it. always been. But like we've always been. This show has been real life, real people, real yes. stories, real hurt, real yes, healing. This is what this show has always been about. And Pata, I don't know where you're from, but I'm glad that you found us. If you want to share how you found us, where you're from, how you found us, it would be, he says, throws popcorn on the screen, more polite. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I think that, you know, again, you today must have been, talk about divine timing because I was trying to hold it together because my emotions went from the mountaintop to the lowest of the lows, and I've been in between. But I tell you, this show gives me life. This show helps me to heal through my hurts. This show does all of that for me. And I love the fact that we can come together. We have done this for 10 years, 10 whole years. This is what we've done, and maybe now it is our time. It is our time, ladies and gentlemen. It's our time to evolve and grow again. Mm-hmm. We have proven who we are and what we bring to this world, and Pata may be right. It is time for us to grow. It is time for us to move forward into another direction. Maybe this is our time, and Pata had to be here today. To make us understand now, that Potty, we are I ready. I just got comfortable behind the microphone. Now I can... <laughs> no, you know what? We need we needed to hear this. It, you know, we do. One of the things that I've gotten from C is that you know it's just a message of hope. And I think a lot of us who are healers, who are you know into helping the world, 
you know, we, we don't we never want to lose hope. You know, we want to find that next path or avenue or that next person to help, you know. And so we are here, whether it be behind the microphone or in front of the camera, you know, to build to build on that. You know, to to talk about those things that so many people talk about in their heads but are afraid to say it out loud. <laughs> we are, you know, direct. Um but we have passion behind our words. We want to see people heal, and we can only heal if we talk about it. Yep. So y'all call. Oh, what yep. oh right now I'm living in Toronto from New York. Okay. Tata is oh, in my. Toronto. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How did you find awesome. us? How did you find us today? I'm just, I always like to know when new, welcome to you, Pata, and everyone who's brand new here to this program today. Thank you so much, Sheba. Uh, you're quiet over there. Feel free to jump in. I believe Susan is on the line. Um, looks like I see Susan, oh, hey, uh, Susan. Garen on the line. Um, if you want to join in, Susan, feel free to press the number one on your phone. Um <laughs> Vorpal writes. Did, did you, know you hear what, what Vorpal just wrote? Vorpal, <laughs> I'm like Vorpal. He wrote, "Good job, Pata." And then he writes, "I'm a worthless, fat, ugly old man. sits back and lives off my assets." You know what? You're beautiful to us, um, Vorpal. Yes, That's you right. are. Thank you for bringing great conversation and um, just becoming a part of our family. And this is what. We do, and everyone, if you can, spread the word about our program. We want it to grow. We want to touch the world. And um, this is just uh, one of those ways. <laughs> it's called the Accessorius. Uh, Wait a minute. I recently discovered a new dinosaur. I call it the Accessorius. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, I believe now, Susan see, is coming on. We need these now. laughs. We need yes, these laughs. Yes, Thank we you. do. I believe Susan is here now. Hey, um, I Susan. Think hey, Susan. Yeah, I'm laying on the bed listening. It's, uh, I've been listening since 6 o'clock my time, so I'm still You're in my welcome. PJs. <laughs> You're welcome to listen to you. Hey, hang in there, ladies. It's... Uh, yeah, sometimes we can't shed off the stuff that's thrown at us and we get we let it but I'm loving the voice, the strength is coming back and you know, they mm-hmm. hit us behind the knees and take us down and I appreciate the um encouragement that you have sh- thrown out there to all of us that do go through that from time to time cuz we're we're trying to be brave and and take it on the chin, but sometimes it just gets exhausting. So hang in there. We love you and care about you, and you are worthy, <laughs> and you didn't deserve what is going on. It's nonsense, and don't let them take you down. Know that you have mm-hmm. other people that are caring about you and loving you. Thanks so much, Susan. And, you know, You're as, as, for those of you who don't know, Susan is the one who saved my life many, many, many years ago when I was in the thick of my uh, abusive marriage and all of that. It was Susan who said a few short words to me who helped me to wake up 
and gain the strength that I needed to get out of that bad situation. So um, Susan had contacted me a long time ago about one of her um, authors who she was um, representing and promoting at the time. And um, Susan and I kept talking after that. And from that point on, we have been friends, even though we've never met face-to-face, um, from um, where was it, Susan, Oregon, to um, where were you living before? And Susan has moved around, and she has a story to tell, Utah to Oregon. And now um, Susan and I are working on some things to get her ready to tell her story. My daughter-in-law, um, she, uh, Tarjay, as we're going to call her today, um, <laughs> Tarjay uh, had told me that one it, of the Tara. things Don't that she was that not girl. comfortable to, that's her new name, Tarjay, um, <laughs> we, uh, she's not comfortable. She wasn't comfortable being on air and all of that, but look at how far she's come in just one program. Oh, she did amazing. How, you know, it's just we have 43 minutes left in the program, so back to our show chat room really quick here. I'm sorry I have to jump around, but it's so much excitement and conversation today. Um, we want to get to everyone's comments. Uh, Potter writes, the software to do this is called OBS, and it's free. Most content creators on YouTube use it. You can display video from all your hosts as well as your computer screen to show documents mm-hmm. and videos. You know, I have all of that stuff set up. I have the um, creator's studio and suites and all of that. I just have not had the time to venture into that. But trust me, we're going to get on that. So, ladies, we need to pick a day where we can do some serious um, experimentation with that so that we can take this to another level. And Vorpal writes, Award Susan the Silver Star for life saving. <laughs> oh gosh, I love me some Vorpal. And Pata, again, I, I am so grateful that you showed up here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Um I hope you come back. We'll be here for week three next week. Um of our 10-year celebration. Uh, It's a month-long celebration. And as you can see, every week, our family is growing. And uh, you never know. And that's why, um, Shauna, when I told you earlier, when you said, how long are the shows? I said, it could be a couple minutes, (laughs) whatever it grows into. And here you go. It's just like it it takes on a life all its own. Here comes Bob from yeah, Australia. Bob Hello, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hello, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome, Bob. Oh, boy. And Vorpal says, he, Vorpal recommends iVlog and yeah, Vaughn Live. Mm-hmm. iVlog yeah. and Vaughn Live. So we are getting a lot of good information. Let me write all this down. I vlog and C L O G and Vaughn Live. Mm-hmm. And Bob says, Good day, darlings. I love to Good hear day. Bob from Australia. <laughs> Hopefully all's going well with you. I know that you're like sixteen hours ahead of us, so he's our our tomorrow man and he's talking to us to as the yesterday people because 
we are still <laughs> on Saturday, and he's on Sunday already. So, again, he says, hello, Cricky Mate. Uh, Vorpal says, hello, Cricky Mate. <laughs> I'm loving this today. And thank you all, because really, I was torn up from, you know, heaven down and hell up when I got on, and I was trying to keep it together because I'm really tired of this vicious cycle that my family tends to bring to me constantly. Um, But when you have a child who's a grown-ass man who's still extremely disrespectful um, and will turn around everything on the parent who was there for him, um, it hurts at a time, but... And when you have family members who are still blinded by the light, who need to mind their own damn business, but refuse to do so, it gets old fast. And this is getting old, and I, I believe last week I had shared that a lot of people will be gone from my life in a short while. And a, the, the list seems to keep growing because the people who are here are the people who have been here, who have supported me over the years, the people who have helped me to heal through my hurt. My daughter-in-law, the story she could probably share from her point of view about my journey. And so many people think, wait, you're the mother-in-law? I'm the (laughs) legally former mother-in-law who's still the mother-in-law because, yes, we stayed together after she and my son divorced. And she married a young man who... She informed me just a few days ago that he said he's going to stop calling me Mill for mother-in-law. He's just going to call me mom. And I said, okay, well, I'll call him son. So you know what? You never know where family comes from. Family is not always by DNA because a lot of times those DNA strands are the ones that can strangle you the, the worst. So... It is a change for me. A change is coming, and I've cried again my last tear again because I'm tired of this, and I don't need this, and I know that I had to live through this in order for us to be here today. So a lot of people don't understand how our life's journey works, and I wrote last a few days ago that who would have thought, had I been able to tell that baby when she took her first breath, listen, You hold on. You're going to go through a lot. But exactly 56 years, two weeks, and one day after this, your first breath, you will accomplish something great. And that was when my doctor's degree was conferred upon me, was 56 years, two weeks, and one day after I took my first breath. And I don't have to tell everybody that achieving something like that is not something that so many people do. There's still one point something percentile of people who get to that level in life. But I did it, not because I had anybody to support me from the DNA stranglers, none of them. I did it because of a gentleman that I saw a long time ago, a total stranger, who walked up to me when I was a child, when I was out with my mother at one of the markets in Baltimore City in Maryland. And he struck up a conversation, and he said, what did I want to be when I grew up? And I always heard my mother talk about the children are doctors and doctors and doctors and doctors and doctors. And I said, I want to be a doctor. And he shook my hand, and he said, you know what? He said, I want to wish you luck, and I'm praying for you because we need more doctors. And 
I started out in pre, pre-med, actually, lost the patient, not because of anything I did. They say he died of natural causes when he was going to go home the next day. But I turned away from that, and I went with my very close second, which was law. And I took time off to raise my ungrateful child who was under the spell of my narcissistic, abusive mother. And he grew up to be a man who hated me for all the wrong reasons. But it's all okay because I sleep good at night because I know two things. The great I am, the great creator of all of this, and I know my truth. And maybe it's time for me to start making it louder than ever. So, again, that's the story from this morning in a nutshell. And back over to our show chat room. Uh, Bob writes, over the last week I have done two interviews on the gift of depression. So I'm getting my message out there. Uh, Bob writes, sings. He is real tomorrow. Man living in his tomorrow land. Isn't he a bit like you and me? Beatles parody. Uh, Bob writes, um, good on you, darling. <laughs> Bob also writes, I have no intentions of ever growing up. Ha ha. And Vorpal writes, I do not like the socialist idea of academic types. And that's one of the things that On this show, and I think it was the very first show when Shauna joined me, she kept calling me Dr. C, and I said, hey, you don't have to do that. That doesn't come into play until I need it to for a reason. So, again, it's all about living in our truth, and I know what I've achieved, and I know who I am. And uh, I'm in another group, oddly enough, where it's a group of people who – have their PhDs and their doctor's degrees, and they always get into an argument over whose degree is better than the others. And I always say I have no time for educated crabs because I'm like, you're telling me that you won't appreciate my degree until you get in trouble or one of your loved ones needs someone to represent them in court or needs someone to help them solve a legal problem, then all of a sudden you're going to represent everything that we stand for. I'm a PhD. I have a doctor of education. I have, you know, some people talk and the things that they say, I said, you remind me of the other PhD, the public high school diploma. So the bottom line is that just because some people have a title or they've achieved something doesn't mean that they are worthy of it. And some of these theses and things, I'm like, how the heck did they even let you get through school with that? But okay, whatever. So again, I agree with what you're saying, um, Vorpal, about that. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, uh, Vorpal writes, I can't be friends with a person who thinks the government should take my home and give it to people who um, with um, to people with greater need than me. And Bob writes, I'm a captain, so you you may call me Captain Bob. Ha ha. And so again, uh, Vorpal, again, another show for uh, another day, great idea, so that we can keep these things going. Um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, get ready to get into was, uh, let's see here. As I said today, we have two editorial commentaries. We usually start off with Allie B. We're going to end the show with hers in a few moments. So I'll be reading that. So for those of you in the chat room and on the call query, 
if there's anything that you would like to say, give the world something. If you wanted the world to know something right now, what would it be? Um, let's see. Susan, you have anything that you want to um, start off with for that? Well, um, what I, yesterday was kind of an interesting day for me. Um, I went to the library and um, to the same library that I got Susanna Barlow's book in two years ago. And she is the young lady who, when I was a radio talk show host, and she, uh, I came into the studio and there was her book on the counter and it's the cover is drew me in and I could hear her speaking. And I said to the host, the other producer on the, the show before, and I said, what's going on? And he said, and he t- gave me a quick update of what was happening. And he said, would you like to book her? And I said, absolutely. So I said, have her come in after she's done with the interview. And her husband came in during the station break. And we he introduced himself to me or I to him, I'm not sure. And anyway, yesterday happened to be her birthday. And I wasn't thinking about that at the time. And I looked at my watch and I go, today is Susanna's birthday. And I um, hadn't had my hands on her book book because of a reason that you know of and Mm -hmm. it was very weird to see that book when I went to library (laughs) I got a library card and I said do you have this book in the library not knowing if it was still there because I got it into the library years ago and to see that book and was like wow so uh, I took a picture of the book. I'm sitting in my car, and I took a picture of the book, and I just wrote a little blurb, and I just about what happened. And uh, it was just like, wow, today's her birthday, and I didn't realize it was – I knew it was her birthday, but I wasn't putting it together until after I had gone into the library, picked up her book, and stared at something that had belonged to me that I no longer have. And so that was pretty amazing and coming to grips with that and the whole experience of knowing her and the experience of what it was like when I lived in Utah and the blessings that happened. Those are the the things that I was mulling over yesterday and it was just pretty, it was just a weird day. And the other thing that happened is I walked in to have a cup of coffee and somebody had their Make America Great hat on. And I'm like, oh, they, they don't know what my allegiance is. Or, you know, and what I came to the grips and have been thinking about is it isn't about me being a, a Republican and or a Democrat is about me being an American and we're all Americans first. That's my, that's, you know, what I've been trying to share because everybody's getting so polarized and we're not listening to each other. We're judging each other and saying, well, if you're a Democrat, you're this and this. Well, that's not true. And if you're a Republican, you're this and this. And we're not, what we are is Americans. And we need to be focused on being Americans and not what 
party you may or may not be registered with. And if we focus, and I'm as a child advocate, when I would get in with attorneys and their egos are out there and they're posturing and they're yelling and screaming, I'm going, what we're working on is in the best interest of the child. Collectively, we have a lot of brain power, and we can put that brain power to work together instead of fighting each other. And if our focus is just, you know, in the best interest of the child, and that's the only focus, then what can we do to help that child who needs our help because of the laws that I told you on the last show that, um, and I told you years ago, about they didn't have laws for children and they were applying animal rights laws to represent their children in court, to be a voice for them and doing what was best for them. And so that's what I, that's, I've worked in teams and teams, think of all the brain power we have. You know, you may have a law degree. I don't have a law degree. You may have some, some other expertise, but collectively, if we're all focused on the same goal, that brings a lot of energy and ideas. And I've heard Schwarzkopf speak, and his one thing when it was Desert Storm, he says the goal was to win the war. That's pretty simple and straightforward, easy to remember. If we're, we're trying to win the war of having – people be not kind to one another and not listening to one another and trying to find the common ground and bring things together. And we need that. The whole world needs that. Yes. And, yes. and it's, I'm thinking, let's be Americans. I don't, you know, let's listen to each other. And this person that I was talking to, he had a uh, make America great hat on and I have the pink hat. I don't like to call it by the name because I think it's derogatory, but I understand what it, why it's called that. But if I walked in and put on my pink hat that someone knitted for me and we sat together and we sat down and instead of saying, you're in so, such and such and you believe this way and you're evil and all this, what if we came together and got to say, because they know me, and they like me, but they don't know my. Um, they don't know how strongly I feel about what's going on in this country because I haven't voiced it to them yet. But I'm hearing we, we've we've found common ground on other things that we had in common, but we haven't. I'm hearing what he's saying, but I haven't told him, nor have I worn the pink hat in there. I want to do it, but I. I'm still kind of holding back on it. So it was kind of a very insightful day. And I've been awake since 1 o'clock this morning. And I'm going, oh, my. And then I'm, anyway, I'm babbling. So that's what came to me yesterday was, and then more thought this morning when I woke up at 1. And I wanted to listen to the show. And, I, and when you invited me, I thought, okay, I'm just, I'm just, I was listening. I was just going to be yeah, quiet and listen and learn and right. um, cuz we can learn from each other. So just yeah. be open and, I think and that, receptive. Yeah, and the thing is, I believe that your point is 
you know, we can have different points of views and still manage to communicate and try to work together to make this better mm-hmm. um, for everyone. Because I know a lot of people that do the MAGA thing and they say, well, it's about us working together. Well, how can we do that? You know, let's talk about it. Let's see how it's going to work. Because we're always going to have good and bad in this world, people that have different positions. But we have to come together because we are stronger when we work together. So um, mm-hmm. quickly over here in the, the in the um, the chat room, we're going to go with the last comments here because we're running out of time. Um, you are your own. Uh, let's see where we stopped. You are your one your your one and only guru. Um, Bob says that Bob goes on to say the mind is always looking for answers, but the heart already knows. Hey, and uh, Vorpal writes Booker Dano. Murder one, Booker Daniel. I get it. <laughs> um, Bob, I am the way, the truth, the light. Yes, me. And you and you and you, for the kingdom of heaven resides in all of us, eh? And then he says, coffee, anyone? Ah, uh, yes. Um, Pat has left our conversation. I hope Pat comes back again. Um, Fidelity Bob. Uh, says, I, dentist, I identify as a human being and a global citizen. And I think that when we're all here, we come together as global influencers of peace. And I do believe in that. Um, Vorpal writes, Archie Bunker and George Jefferson made me the man I am today. I'm flexible. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even know. A lot of younger people have no clue what that means. But if you look up Archie Bunker and George Jefferson, people, you will get an idea of where uh, Vorpal is coming from and what he's talking about. I call it the Socialist Revolution of America. Uh, Vorpal writes, a small element of socialist radicals has incited violence repeatedly. And that's true. And what people don't understand, and I think a lot of this is because of media, is that it is a small element, a small element. And where are we now? Uh, Bob writes, as all are unique, there is no argument, only difference. So, viva la diferencia, eh? Exactly. The world is much better with the differences in it. It would be pretty boring if we were all to say the same. Um, Bob also writes, move on. Move from competition to cooperation. And that's true. Tara, we're moving on to you. Uh, you have any... Um, Anything you want to leave with the people for this week? Um, any positive motivation or inspiration? Um, I'll just go back to um, my beyond the quote portion. Um, it's something to think about myself and, um, you know, all of us ladies and everybody in the chat room. It's something for us all to think about. Um, are you walking in your truth or are you living in deception? Are you living in authentic, uh, in your authentic self or are you living in deception? Where are you? Are you at a point where you want to be honest with yourself? And if we find that we have a hard time answering that question or something we may have to think about, we may not be exactly where we need to be in living in our truth. And we have goals that 
hopefully, you know, we're setting goals for ourselves and things that we want to accomplish. Are we doing things that are in line with us, achieving those goals? Are the goals too big or too small? Are we setting long-term goals and then breaking those down, unpacking them into short-term goals? And with those goals, are we living in accordance with what it takes to meet those goals? If we are, of course, we would keep doing what we're doing. If not, we got some work to do. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I will jump in and share my final words, and when Sue comes back, she can share hers. Um, okay. We talked about a lot today. Um, we talked. We started off talking about, you know, hurt, and we ended it talking about healing through hurt. As we navigate the paths of, in this life, I always like to challenge myself and my listeners, our listeners, as we navigate this path path in life, I just want to challenge everyone to be bold and courageous with doing away with falling into the norm and the status quo and -hmm. move into your truth. When you find your truth, you find your voice. And when you find your voice, you can change the world with one word at a time. Be true to who you are. Stand your ground in speaking your truth. Don't follow what's popular just to fit in. Make some waves in life. It's fun to play in the water. We are here to help each other navigate this thing called life. We are here to help each other heal through the hurts that have been placed at our doorstep. Mm-hmm. We are a family, and what family does or should do is to support one another through the good and through the bad, and that's what we're here for. Some of us might be lost because we don't know what our purpose is in life. We don't know how to breathe again after that last stab in the heart. Wherever you find yourself on that spectrum, just know that we're here for you, that we're your family, and we will laugh with you, cry with you, pray with you, use special highlighted words with you, (laughs) whatever it takes. (laughs) We're not just here for a moment in a season. It's been 10 years, people, and we pray many more to come because our work isn't done and your work isn't done. So as I always say, probably on every show, don't forget to reach back and help someone else that are now at the starting point of where you move from. We are here to help one another. And once you start your healing process and you learn, it's now your responsibility to help others. So my family, be blessed. And be well this week. Stay warm for those in the colder climates. And take care of yourselves. Love you guys. Y'all can find me everywhere. I'm Shauna G, Shauna Gunter Stevens. You can find me, Shauna Gunter, on social media. And y'all always know you are always welcome. Welcome, welcome to 
reach me at um, call me shoot, shoot me a quick text message 216-990-9080 see maria is going to shoot you all the other contact information and you can reach us all at and we look forward to growing with you and healing with you all love you and i want to start to pull up this rear with of course the editorial from ally b she writes we are powerful Oh, let me go back. Let me let me backtrack some. This is in America. It's Black History Month, and of course, the title of the show is Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. And Focus is an acronym. It is a trademarked acronym that stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. And of course, we come together with our fellow brethren. We all come together to talk things out, to work things out, and to try to make this world a better place. One country, one person, one minute at a time. So back to what Allie B. writes for this week. We are powerful. We are resilient. We are making moves. And we are, our ans- and we are making our ancestors proud. For a group of people who are often marginalized, underpaid, underrepresented, and misunderstood, We still find a way to make things happen. We are phenomenal at creating opportunities where none may exist for us. Black women are creating businesses and opportunities for themselves at an impressive pace, as reported by Judy Woodruff on PBS NewsHour. African-American women make up the largest and fastest-growing group of entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm not too sure what she meant here, but something that premiered on Netflix this week. She did that. Oh, okay. It's the name of a, of a uh, documentary, I believe. She did that. Premiered on Netflix this week, and it was everything. Renee Blewett, founder of Crush Media, is the ex- is the executive producer of the film. My daughter and I enjoyed a day off from school, and I played the documentary for us, especially my oldest, to glean inspiration. For little over an hour, we got to learn about the journey of several black women entrepreneurs, from beauty products to finances. Our reach is wide. Blewett featured Lisa Price, founder of Carol's Daughter, Nigerian-born Lovey Ajayi, author of New York Times best-selling book, I'm Judging You, The Do Better Manual. The Lip Bar founder, Melissa Butler, and Tanya Rapley, founder and editor of Fab Finance. I want my children to know what they can do and that they do have, they, they do not have to wait on anyone to give them what they want or need. I also want them to know what challenges they may face along the way. She did that, does a good job of explaining some of the obstacles the entrepreneurs entrepreneurs faced while starting out. In general, women business owners do not get the same financial backing as their male counterparts. Minority business owners get less financial backing than non Less financial backing than non-white business startups. 
black women business owners get even less than that. Roughly half of what black businessmen get in terms of funds, Blewett um, even utilized GoFundMe to fund the project. She also received funding from Essence, General Motors, and from her own personal investments. My girls who are 12, 5, and 1 are in different stages of life but it is very important for me to show them success and successful people who look like them. I'm happy my girls will grow up with more African-American role models, especially role models alive during their times who represent all aspects of, all aspects of American life. They get to see more people with their hair like theirs and skin like theirs. Now they will go to see more black women owning restaurants, stores, and making products. And we as women as a whole, we have an uphill battle, and we have to work together, all of us, to make things happen. Because I'll tell you, there are some men who support us as well. So we never leave out our male counterparts. We never, ever, ever do that. But as this show has always been, we work together. We provide, we want to make a change. We want to be that change in this world. Let the universe hear us because we are here and we will continue to bring it loudly and clearly to everyone who's willing to listen. And I'm going back over here to the chat room. Jean writes, we just said that last week. You cannot live authentically and happily, if you do not live in your truth, your representative can navigate you through life and put on a mask around others. But you will be living miserably, secretly. Live your truth. Live in your authenticity. Bob writes, I only have one right, and that is the right of self-determination. Bob goes on to say, the pain of my depression drove me to find my own solutions, S-O-U-L hyphen U-T-I-O-N-S, I like that, solutions. I got through my feeling, not, I got through by feeling, not thinking. And he put a um, YouTube um, link in our show website, which I will Send to you all if you send us a message. Our contact is 202-618-2556 is our phone number. You can write to us if you still like snail mail. It's Post Office Box 272 in Randallstown, Maryland, 21133. Or you can visit our website, two of them, because all of our programs, this, the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe, all of our virtual and real-world programs are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated, which is an IRS-approved and recognized 501c3 nonprofit. If you want to support us in any way, if you're in America, of course, your donations are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of current laws. If you just want to be a contributor, bring your stories, bring your uh, promotions help us to get the word out. That is appreciated greatly as well. 
uh, my website. You can email me at letsgirl at cmariawall.com. My website, of course, is cmariawall.com. And the wallfoundationinc.org is our mother company website. You can visit us there as well. There's a player where you can listen to all of our programs, catch up on all of our upcoming events, see some past events, and learn a little more about us. Over in our show chat room, Bob writes, the link is to a presentation on the gift of depression. I think I caught that the other day, Bob. I think I listened to that um, the other day. And he is Bob Eden, E-D-E-N, on Facebook, if you want to connect with Bob. Again, we are one family. We are bringing you one word through one heart and one soul and with one spirit, and that's the spirit of humanity, of civility, of coming together as one. And we are stronger when we are one, and I hope this show proves that today. So I want to thank you all for being here. Um, As always, as always, I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also want to pray you enough rain to make those gardens of yours grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around just like me today, upside down. But most of all, I want to pray each and every one of you enough strength and courage to face whatever, whatever may be coming your way and knocking at your door at this very moment and beyond. Next week will be week three of our month-long celebration of 10 years of Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. I hope you all can come back and join us again. On behalf of all of my guests and speakers and all of you in the show chat room, I want to thank you listening throughout the world for hanging in there with us. Thank you to Pata for joining us today and giving us some insights and words of encouragement that we needed to hear. I want to thank each and every one of you who gave me words of encouragement today to help me make it through this trying time in my life. Of course, for many of you, I'll be touching base with you offline. So until next time, be well, be blessed. As we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's good music. Everyone have a great remainder of your weekend and have a wonderful week ahead. And we hope to see you back here again at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, U.S., for another segment of the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe here on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. Here's to another 10 years. Until next time, be well, everybody, and thanks for being here. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Takes my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away with only good music. Oh, 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 with only good music. Something about the things you said stays in my mind. Listen all night Melody, the arrangement 
my body goes so crazy. I tell the beat, man, I love the beat. It's the way the music comes over me. The emotions I get, I won't fight. Sometimes the music is sure to make you cry, then dry your eyes. You know when the music is the way you can hide. Life, I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Takes my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away with only good music. Please don't stop the music Cologne strum my pain with the fingers I could really use it Quiet storms full of purple rain My Sharia more lovely as a summer day I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye In my headphones till the music starts to fade away I'd give away my brown sugar for a bit of pop If love really was a bullet, I'd have took the shot Yeah, uh Now would you buy me a drink Just to take me home Put your game in a song just to make me moan. I like my Robin Thicke, me alone. A thug album, triple shots, that's a trace. Um. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Take my mind off. 